And now, for your listening pleasure, The Blazing Defender Report, with your host, Travis Joe. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Blazing Defender Comic Book Report. I am doing something different today. Hi, Snookums. Hi, Dennis. Uh, Dennis Robinson in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying something different this time. I'm recording live at the firehouse. I told you guys I was going to be recording every Friday. So once a month, what's up, Will? What's up, man? How you doing? Um, once a month, I am going to have to record at the firehouse because every, I work one Friday a month. That's just kind of how it falls. So I'm trying something different. As you can see, I've got the monitor back here. It's where I'm going to put my comic book covers up. I normally run OBS, but since I'm not at home, I don't have OBS. So best I could do. Thank you, Xbox Live and OneDrive. That's kind of what I'm using right now. Uh, real quickly, guys, uh, podcasting awards. Ballots are open as of July 1st. I think ballots open. If you go to podcastingawards.com, they may ask you for a login. If you were, if you nominated me last year, that login and password should still work. Uh, I believe I'm in entertainment category. I was nominated last year. It'd be really fantastic to be nominated again. So if you could please do that, podcastingawards.com. Go to voting, I believe is the link. Um, I haven't been there yet. I assume it's the same as it was last year. And vote for Blazing Defender and in the entertainment category. Now, if you can go to the People's Choice, I don't know if I qualify for People's Choice, but it would be really cool to be nominated People's Choice too. So, just throwing that out there. Ah, there you go, thank you. My lovely wife, my lovely wife and assistant uh, is putting the link up for you guys. So, podcastingwords.com, I really, really appreciate your support. Last year, when I went to Dragon Con, it was kind of a big deal that even though my following is not as large as some other people, that I was nominated. So my fan base, you guys, you're rabid, you're animals, and I always appreciate it. I always love the support. So thank you so much. Uh, oh, hey, Scott, did y'all finish the kitchen? Nice. Um, I can only check out some of the show today. Oh, hey, it's cool, Marcos. I don't know how much of a show I'm going to have today. As soon as that knockout goes off, I got a jet. So uh, we're really hoping that didn't happen. Uh, but really quick, guys, just some quick housekeeping. Collector Zone. Marcos, uh, thank you for reminding me. Uh, go to Collector Zone Cantina, guys. It's a fantastic place for collectors, Funko Pop, uh, Mezco, NECA, all these great toy manufacturers. Go to Collector Zone Cantina. It's just a really good uh, community of collectors. They post stuff that they get, post stuff that they find, post stuff that they get from Collector Zone. It's really, really cool. Uh, okay, thanks. Yes, I will. Thank you, Marcos. He's telling me to tell the cantina that as well. I'm going to make a video. I'm going to make a video, and I'm going to get it out to people to ask them to vote for me. Uh, it's really weird. Like, I wish I didn't have to do that, but I know it's something that I have to get better at doing is promote myself, so that's one of the things I'm going to try again this year. Uh, again, got nominated last year. It was fantastic, so really wanted to be nominated this year, so... Shannon posted the link, podcastingwords.com. All right, Collector Zone Cantina. Guys, go there. You're going to love it. Um, what's it? Oh, The Zone. <laughs> the Zone Comic Shop. Uh, me and Big Sam will be doing a Meatheads on Movies where we'll be reviewing the Ant-Man movie that we just watched. So you're going to want to check that out. We'll, we'll broadcast live from The Zone Comic Shop. 
Uh, it's a great comic shop, guys. If you live in the Louisville area, it's where I go and get all my comic books. I order a lot of my toys and stuff from there. Dan, the owner, is fantastic. Uh, he's he's going to find if you if he didn't have it, he'll find it for you. Uh, and really, really quick, guys, I want to talk about uh, Ant Man. I will be doing the full review on uh, the Meatheads on Movie Show, uh, but really quick. It's a fun movie, it's an entertaining movie, but what I feel like has happened is Marvel has kind of become its own worst enemy. And what I mean by that is the bar is set really, really high. And after Infinity War, which was maybe a fucking masterpiece, even as far as the Marvel movies go, like it may be my favorite movie uh, that Marvel has done. They set the bar so high. I didn't feel like Ant-Man 2 was as good as Ant-Man 1. Um, and some people may disagree with that. I didn't feel like it was as funny. I feel like the villain, who's a much more serious villain, uh, kind of led to the tone of that. Whereas the first movie was a real fun heist movie, which I love heist movies. I love when people are stealing shit. I think it's awesome. Uh, it was well thought out. Um, and it was really, really funny. Luis, his little Latino sidekick, is funny in this movie, but he doesn't have the screen time that he had in one. So therefore, I think it kind of lacked because of that as far as the humor side goes. But it's still a great movie. The Wasp is badass. I really like the villain. Um, Goliath uh, is in it. His name escapes me. Oh, Bill Foster. Bill Foster It makes an appearance. Uh, Morpheus is Bill Foster, so that's pretty cool. Great acting and everything around the board. I don't want people to think that I hated this movie because I didn't. I gave this movie a seven. So that's pretty good. But it's not as high as some of the other Marvel movies will get. And I don't think it's living up to quite the love the reviewers of the press are giving it, calling it the best Marvel sequel ever, the best Marvel summer movie. Did everybody already forget about Infinity War? I mean, come on. So, all right. Enough of Ant-Man. Check out the review. Me and Sam will break it down. Not even sure what Sam thought about it. I think he's seen it this evening. So usually he texts me, and I haven't heard from him today. So I think he might be in the movie right now. So I'm really curious what he has to say about it. But guys, this show's about comic books, okay? And as I switch my monitor, ah, that was pretty cool. Uh, so this show's about comic books. It's a comic book-centric show. I'm going to do a lot more of the TV and movie stuff on Meatheads, and I'm going to give Meatheads its own day. So be, be, staying, be staying close for that because I'm just trying to get with Sam, maybe just me, maybe just Meathead on movies. Uh, but I always want to have Sam a part of that because we started together, and, and it's, it's just a better show with Sam on it. So, But this show is about comic books, and I want to get you excited about some comic books today. There's some fantastic number ones. There's been a lot of number ones in the last couple weeks, right? So this is no exception. So the first book I'm gonna start off with is, what is that? <laughs> oh, it's Avengers. All right, now you guys know that you watch this show, I'm a big Jason Aaron fan, okay? I love everything Jason Aaron does, mostly. Uh, when I heard that him and Ed McGinnis, who's the artist on this book, were gonna be on the Avengers, I was pretty excited. It hasn't been that way. Uh, the story's been convoluted, I don't feel like Aaron has the voice of these characters other than Thor. Imagine that, um, because he's maybe the best Thor writer of all time. But this issue here kind of takes a turn. And what I mean by that is we're fleshing out more story. It's just not different Avengers off doing different shit, 
six different story arcs all converging into one, they're starting to narrow it down now. So you've got the Dark Celestial, uh, the Dark Host. Loki is kind of like his conduit, and he's basically going to destroy everything. And what's really cool about this is Avengers Zero, which started off this whole uh, renumbering system of, of Marvel now, um, it was fantastic because you had the very first group of Avengers, which was Odin, the Phoenix Force, the first Black Panther, the first Star Brand, and the first Doctor Strange. So a really eclectic group of heroes that I wanted to see so much more of. Now this story is starting to revert back to that and the, their battle with the, the Celestial that they defeated. So basically this story is Thor going to Odin and going, look man, we know you beat a Celestial before, we need to know how you do it now. He basically leads him down a path that said it's going to be the destruction of everything. It's going to be the destruction of anything anyway, but this way it'll be more spectacular and you'll go out like a god. Odin is always a dick. He's not like the beloved Anthony Hopkins from the movies, which that's a pretty cool Odin, right? He's like this really cool old father figure. Odin in the comics is just a huge dickhead. And he always has been. He's even a dickhead to Thor. So basically he's like, yeah, uh, I'll help you, but it's just going to make your death grander. So, yes, no, I'm not very patient at all. Not very patient at all. Uh, yeah, we're in issue four. So, and what I mean by that is... I give, I give stories three issues. You got to grab me. Usually issue three. The only reason I stayed with this Avengers is because of Jason Aaron. And this is a little bit better of a story. So he's there's so many good comic books out now. I can't invest in 10 issues and I still don't know what the fuck's going on. And I'm just not happy about it. The comic books cost too much for that shit. So, but there is a great scene here. I want to tell you, uh, yeah, Tom King. Tom King, and we're going to get to Tom King in a minute on the Batman uh, 50, which is a, a milestone issue, and it's the wedding issue. But we're going to get to that. But here is a great moment where they've got to break through this ice, and they end up finding, I believe his name's Yamir. He is the father of all giants. So, like, he's a bad motherfucker, they find him in like this little sphere. I don't know if it's an egg. I don't know what it is. But him and She-Hulk are breaking through this ice. Well, it's so cold, it takes down Thor. And he's like, She-Hulk, just get get the ice. Get, or get Ymir and get out of here. And she's basically like, She-Hulk, hottest one of all. And like starts making out with Thor. And then later, when they're coming out, Thor's like, hey, um... Thanks for uh, saving my life back there. So I don't know if they banged or what, but I'm like, so so it's so awesome. Like she and Thor, why not? So cool shit like that. And there hasn't been cool shit. So the reason, I, oh here's a here's a picture of it. Like I can show you that. Like there's a picture of them making out. Like she Hulk is like full on Hulk right now. She's not much Barbara Walters or I'm sorry, uh, Jennifer Walters. She's not very much Jennifer right now at all. She's very Hulk smash. So, and Hulk fuck, evidently. So, which is pretty cool. But uh, it's, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. And Thor and Doctor Strange and Iron Man, it's all coming to a head on this battle with this dark host, this 
like super celestial that has killed all the other ones. And there's some stuff coming out about how they used to experiment with humans back in the early days, which may have gave us our homo superiors that we have now in the comics. So some pretty cool stuff. Uh, Avengers 4, I'm going to give this one a 7, which is the highest one I've given so far uh, for the Avengers series. It's pretty good, and I like it that we're starting to narrow our focus down to the battle of the Celestial. So pretty cool stuff. All right, our next book is, ah, imagine that. Batman, Tom King. Uh, where are we at here? Here we go. Now, Tom King, uh, I don't even want to say there's a love-hate relationship with me and Tom King. I think Tom King is amazing. Uh, his Mr. Miracle has been a bit of a love-hate relationship, but his Batman, to me, he is the best, the greatest, the, the most satisfying Batman writer of all time. So, and that's high praise coming from me. Huge Batman fan. Imagine that. If Marcos is still in chat, I'm sure he's just shaking his head. Or he's might already tuned out because I'm talking about Batman again. Uh, but Bat, he's, he's had this whole wedding arc where Batman is marrying Selena Kyle, who is Catwoman, who is technically a thief, a criminal. Uh, even though she's done some good things, what is she at her base? What is Batman at his base? And this issue, which has artwork, I really wish I was on OBS for this issue because we have these full page spreads by all these different artists, uh, Jason Fabok, uh, uh, Tim Sale. Um, it's just, and basically it is going back through time about every time Batman and Catwoman came across each other, how they felt about each other. It's like the history and why these two of all people would have fallen in love and want to be together. So Tom King does a fucking excellent job of structuring the story. Okay. It's a wedding issue, man. And that's what I said. Can Tom King make a guy be happy about another guy getting married? Is that even fucking possible? He does. Now, uh, I don't want to spoil the issue for you, but I do have to talk about one thing that happened. And Bruce is getting is getting married, right? He's in his tux. Alfred's dressing him. Catwoman is having, uh, she basically broke out Holly Robinson, which was her sidekick as Catwoman. And she's doing the alterations to her dress. It's very much a wedding scene. If you've ever been married, you know how it goes. But there's a fucking fantastic page. And this is where Tom King shines, is shit like this. Now I'm just going to show you the page. It's Bruce and Alfred. And he's basically like, hey, do you want me to call Master Dick or Master Clark, as in Clark Kent, to be your best man? And Bruce says this. No, no. I was thinking it could just be you, Alfred, if you're free. Since it's been, it's been the beginning, it's been the two of us since the beginning. I can't do anything without you. I never really could. And Alfred, this look, like Alfred looks at him, and then that last panel, dude, I ain't gonna lie, it touched me. Like, one page, and it touched me because it's Alfred and Bruce. It's always been Alfred or Bruce. It'll always be Alfred and Bruce. And who would be a better best man than fucking Alfred Pennyworth to Bruce Wayne. So I love that panel. It's fantastic. But um, Holly Robinson and Selena are having this conversation about, uh, I didn't cry like a baby, but I did get misty-eyed. I did. I'm, 
hey man, I'm sensitive. I'm a big sensitive guy. I got lots of feelings. Um, they were supposed to meet on a rooftop because that's where they always met was on rooftops. That's where they were going to get married. Holly is telling Selena about how Batman has always been angry. And it was always like that anger and that hate that drove him to be Batman. And can he be Batman and be happy? So you see the wheels turning in Selena's head. Well, again, I don't want to spoil it for you because it's definitely worth reading. Find that motherfucker on the internet and read it. But it's a fucking issue that's very character defining for both. And Catwoman has just started her own solo book, which I have, but I have not read it. So it will not be on review today. But I'm very curious to read it now. And it's already sold out. So if you didn't get it, you might be kind of shit out of luck. Um, but I'm very curious to read it after this book. Now, not only is that ending kind of a climax and a cliffhanger, but then what happens after is another cliffhanger. I'm, I'm going to give it an 8. Actually, I'm going to give it an 8.5. It's, it's really good. The only problem I have with it is kind of what I've had with this whole story arc is I never really knew if he was going to get married or not because he's Batman. And that question that this whole issue entertains, I've been feeling like this is how it was going to wrap up the whole time. But you never know. And Tom King's good at throwing a kink. Now, what he did was, is he basically ended it like I thought he would. And then he hits me with a left hook, which is Tom King, which is makes, makes him one of the best writers going today. So 8.5 for Batman 50. Great issue. You should definitely check it out. If nothing else for the one page spreads of all these fantastic artists. It's really, really cool. What we got next? What we got next there, Xbox? <gasps> Captain America number one. All right, there's a lot of number ones, guys. Uh, if you've been wanting to get into comic books, this is kind of the spot. This is kind of the time to do it. So, all right, Captain America number one. Now, the big thing about Captain number one is the writer. Uh, Tanishi Coates was the writer on Black Panther. He's the writer on Wakanda or Wakanda Nation or whatever it is. He was a big time novelist that come in to write comic books. Now, like most novelists, he hasn't, it hasn't transferred over very well, okay? So when I heard Tanisha Coates was gonna be going from Black Panther to Captain America, as you can understand, I was very, very skeptical, very skeptical. So then I read an interview with Tanisha Coates where he really seemed like he understood the character and what the character represented and meant to people. So I said, okay, I'm gonna give it a shot. I was gonna give it a shot anyway, right? Uh, now, Lentil Francis Hugh, who is the artist, um, is not my favorite. His art always looks a little unfinished to me for some reason. So I wasn't really sure how to feel about that. But let me tell you, this book is a great jumping on point. This book uh, may be the beginning of a great Captain America series that you're not going to want to miss. Um, if every, it, but, what, but this is what sucks is, is because you really had to know 
Hydra Cap. Everybody that's been reading comic books that watches the show, they know the whole Nick Spencer Hydra Cap thing was awful. They made Cap a villain. He's still suffering from that uh, stigma. Like, America still looks at him and sees a despot dictator. Even though he's stood for, for liberty and justice for fucking centuries, or damn near 75 years, um, they still look at him and see this insane ruler that killed so many people. Basically wiped Las Vegas off the map. So Cap is dealing with the ramifications of that. Uh, and Hydra is not dead. So even though I was a little disappointed that Hydra was still around and it's still going to be part of the story arc, I still loved the way he made Cap speak. I loved the reaction of the public to Cap. It was very, very good. It was very iconic. And, and Francis Yu's art isn't horrible. Um, so I really like it. And there's a rise of two villains that I won't give it away that we haven't really seen a lot of that I'm very, very curious on what capacity they're going to be used in. Fantastic jumping on point for anybody that wants to start reading Cap. Number one, Tanishi Coates, uh, good job. I mean, I can't say anything else but good job. And the good job is going to get you a seven and a half. So not my pick of the week. I really wanted it to be, but it, it's not. Uh, but a very, very excellent story, and I really, really enjoyed it. All right, what we got next? Cosmic Ghost Rider. All right, Cosmic Ghost Rider. Okay, Danny Cates. Danny Cates is a is we are watching the birth of a fucking comic book writer rock star. He has already written one of my one of my favorite titles of the year in Thanos. Um, he's done some excellent work so far, and now from that Thanos series, we're having Cosmic Ghost Rider, who's AKA Frank Castle. If you don't know how he became the Ghost Rider and how he became the right hand man of Thanos. In the future, you got to go back and read that Thanos miniseries. It's well, well worth it because it's fantastic. Uh, long, I'm going to summarize very quickly. Um, he's dead because the Silver Surfer wielding Mjolnir kills him in the Thanos book. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, William. Yeah, it's 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 just like the Thanos miniseries was. It's very fun. It's a lot of fun. Danny Cates just has a really, he has a knack for like doing kind of like off the wall shit, but in the genre of comic books, it really works. And so basically, after he was killed in the Thanos miniseries, he's in Valhalla. And he's not in Valhalla as the writer, he's in Valhalla as Frank Castle. So basically, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's Valhalla, but it's still kind of like prison rules, I guess. And he's getting fucked with and he fucks with them back because he's Frank Castle. So basically, he becomes such a dick in Valhalla. Odin shows up. Really, Odin heavy episode, right? Odin shows up and he's like, you know, you're never going to be at peace. So why not? I'm just going to send you out to do what you want to do. If that's how you want your reward to be. Because he says, I thought when I died the next time, it would be over. I would be done. I don't want to be in Valhalla. You know, like, this fucking sucks. So, Odin's basically, like, fucking on your way. Gives him the mantle of the rider back. 
So now he's on his way to fucking wreck shit. And again, it's just a fun series. And now Odin tells him that he can go back to any timeline that he wants to. So he says, take me back to the timeline that changed everything. So he takes him back to the time when Thanos is a baby. And it looks like the writer's going to take baby Thanos out. Like, why hasn't anybody thought of this before, right? Well, probably because what happens would always happen because Thanos is always going to be Thanos in the future. Do you see what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? Clear as mud, right? A lot of fun. This book is really cool. The only gripe or complaint I have is this Dylan Burnett on the art. Um, it's just very cartoony looking. And I'll show you. I don't have my OBS set up, but that's kind of what the art looks like. Let me give you a let me give you a picture of the rider. Um, you know, it, it, it's just kind of like it's just very like I don't know. I feel like high school kids could draw better. <laughs> I'm not talking shit. Um, what's your rating? What you rating it as? Okay. I will rate this. I'm going to give it a seven because again, it's still fun. The art was only the real drawback. If there had been a better artist, it would have been an eight, uh, because I really like where it's going. And I like I like the way Danny Cates writes. I like his humor. I like, he's not afraid to take chances. And I read an interview with him recently. Uh, yes, Thanos is the dude. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't go back and kill Thanos in time because it's like a force of nature. It'd be like not creating fire. It's, he's always going to be the mad Titan, no matter what happens. So it's really interesting to see what happens when somebody goes back in time and kills him. Again, Cates is not scared to take chances. And I read an interview with him where he was pitching these stories to Marvel, especially the Thanos wins storyline. And um, yeah, yeah, no, no problem, Fred. Hey, man, glad you showed up, buddy. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, the, the art was you know, definitely kind of the drawback here. So, but I really liked uh, the story. And again, I think it's really cool. Kate takes chances and he was pitching these, these stories to Marvel and Marvel was like, yeah, let's do it. And he was like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? I get to write this story? Silver Surfer, Black Silver Surfer with a Mjolnir? What the hell? Like, a lot of fun. First issue, man. So first issues need to grab you. It grabbed me. Uh, you never know. If it becomes an ongoing, maybe we get a better artist. You know, hope. let's keep our fingers crossed, right? Because this would be a fucking fantastic series with a dope-ass artist. All right. It's the Blazing Defender Report. Pick of the week. Pick of the week, guys. And guess who? Danny Cates. The only reason I bought this comic is because of Danny Cates. Death of the Inhumans. All right, now, let me be the first to tell you, not a huge in Inhumans fan. Uh, I just never really been. The old Karnak is really the only one that's ever interested me, even though I have really dug Black Bolt. But the whole Inhumans thing with the Kree and all that, never really got into it. Just never did. It all kind of changed with this issue. That's the reason it's my pick of the week. Um, Danny K Cates and Ariel Olivetti? 
Um, the art is decent. It works. And you have the introduction of a badass new Kree assassin. His name's Vox. He looks a lot like Planet X Black Bolt. If I had to. Ross, fuck it. I'll show you a picture. That's him. He's got like this dope ass like like half like knight's visor across his mouth. He's a bad dude. And there's a lot of death in the first issue of Inhumans that have been around for a long time. And the, the guys that bite it in the end, you're going to be like, no fucking way. But basically the story is the Kree are at war. And they have basically called all the Inhumans back. The Kree left five tribes of Inhumans when they stopped experimenting because of a prophecy that said, you keep experimenting with these humans, it's going to be your undoing. So they basically left. They said, oh, fuck that, we'll leave. Okay, now, because of the years um, have, have went by, this prophecy's kind of lost some steam. Okay, so basically they've said, Inhumans, we're calling everybody back. It's the fucking Kree War draft. Get your asses back here and help us fight. Well, Black Bolt's like, no, we ain't fucking doing it. So he calls a meeting of the five heads of tribes. They go to a planet that even Lockjaw, the teleporting dog, he can't even get them to because it's so remote. All right. Black Bolt shows up, and it's a fucking massacre. The five queens of the tribes were all dead, all hanging up, all dismembered, and the uh, you know Medusa, Karnak, uh, the dude with the hooves—I can't remember his name. Jason would probably tell me in chat. Um, Gorgon, Gorgon—they're um, all like, "What the fuck just happened?" So one of the queens is alive, and she says the message was not for five queens, but for one king. Basically, they want Black Bolt. I don't know why Black Bolt is so important, even though he is a powerful-ass inhuman, but they want Black Bolt, and it's this character, Vox, who is basically uh, inhuman. They call him a super inhuman. He has... No humanity in him. All he wants to do is hear heartbeats stop. Again, Danny Cates, a fantastic writer, can also he also shows here he can write some serious shit. So he goes after Maximus the Mad, which is Black Bolt's brother, I guess in an attempt to maybe blackmail Black Bolt into coming over to the Cree side. And Maximus is a fucking the mad the mad inhuman he's maximus the mad and he lives up to that in here uh lockjaw shows up shit goes really bad i won't say no more because the end i'm like oh shit but again a number one issue has to grab you and it did it really makes me want to learn more about the inhumans it really like i'm digging black bolt he's put in a really bad spot and I want to know more about this Vox dude. Not only is he badass looking, but he's just a bad motherfucker. He, he's a bad dude that's going to have to be put down uh, eventually. So pick of the week, I give it a nine. 
Give this a nine, guys. In a, in a week of really, really good books, for some reason, maybe it's because it's new and I haven't been an Inhumans fan and it's it's, it's fresh to me. And that's what I think it'll be for you too. Uh, but Danny Cates, man, he's kicking some fucking ass right now. He's a huge, he's being becoming a huge rock star in the comic world. Uh, oh, oh shit. <laughs> Not that big of a rock star. All right. Uh, I really want I want to tell you about these other books real quick. I didn't get a chance to read them. That's the bad thing about doing a show on Friday. If I get the book on Wednesday, uh, 4th of July falls on a Wednesday, so I didn't get my books till Thursday, so I'm trying to read. But uh, I Hate Fairyland. Scotty Young's I Hate Fairyland. I've been reading it for since issue one, and we're on issue 20. Uh, that can't be right. I think there's more issues than that. Maybe they recounted. Maybe it is just 20 issues. It feels like I've been reading it for a few years. But it's just, it's gorgeous. I mean, the artwork is just fantastic. It's about uh, adult fairyland. And, uh, oh God, what's her name? Is it Megan? Oh shit. Oh my God, I can't believe I can't think of her name. Gertrude. Gert. They call her Gert. But she fucking kills everybody. It's very adult. There's blood, guts, cussing uh the, actually this is the first i hate fairyland cover i've gotten it's usually fuck fairyland is the adult cover uh it's fantastic it's it's different than most stuff i read so i really find it uh entertaining so check that out it's a great book um here we go star wars number 50 another milestone issue i was really wanting to get this read if this is worth anything i will review it and it looks like we've got some serious explosions going on underneath the Imperial Dark the Star Destroyer. So I really want to check this out. Uh, but check that out as well. The Walking Dead by Kentucky Boy Robert Kirkman has been fantastic. If you guys have not read the Walking Dead comic book, you really, really should. Some of the stuff with Negan is some of the best stuff on a villain that I've ever, ever read. Um, it's really, really good. Let's see. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Scotty. So you've hung out with Scotty Young? Dude, that's fucking that's fantastic. Uh yeah, I would love to meet Scotty Young. Like you can tell just by his writing style and his art style, because he's so crazy. Like, I bet he's a trip to hang out. Like, there's guys you want to drink beer with. Like, I want to smoke cigars and drink beer with Jason Aaron, just because I'm fucking gay for Jason Aaron. Scotty Young would be on that list too, because he just seems like a cool cat, man. So that's cool. You've hung out with him. I, I dig that. Uh, all right, Catwoman number one. This is the issue that is sold out. Uh, Dan, the guy in my comic shop, put one in my pools because he thought I would want to read it. He knows how much I love number ones. And again, it's sold out. So uh, I'm really, really curious. As you can see, she's holding issue 50 in her hand. So this is going to be some of that wedding fallout stuff in this issue. But check that out. And let me tell you, I, this is a book that I really wanted to talk about. I was reading it. And like I said, I'm at work, so time doesn't, doesn't go quite like I want it to, but I couldn't finish this. But I want to talk about X-Men, Astonishing X-Men. Now, this is a new arc. This is issue 13. I've really, really enjoyed this series. It's the only X book that I get. Now, what, this is who I want to talk about. Greg Land, the artist on here. And Louisville boy, right down the street, actually, Jay Leaston. Jay Leaston is the anchor. He makes Greg Land's shit look amazing. Now, I know what you're saying. Before you start throwing poo at the fucking screen, let me tell you, I love Greg Land's art. Yep, I fucking said it. I know a lot of people talk shit about Greg Land. He's a tracer. He does this. He does that. I don't give a shit. 
Oh, he looks at porn chicks to get inspiration for his characters? Oh, that's terrible. Who wants to look at porn chicks? This guy. Uh, and let me tell you, let me show you. I'm, I'm gonna show you, try to show you a good picture. Uh, Cause I, like I said, I have not finished this. So, hold on. I wanna find you a, a picture of chicks. Okay, but let me show you this. Let me show you that. Look, I mean, like, look at that. Like, dude, that artwork, that art, this artwork is fucking good, guys. Where people come off with him being a tracer and all this shit, but here, uh, let me show you, hold on. All right, here's the opening page. It's Havoc taking down this fucking huge ass monster from the Mole Man. And then I wanna show you Mrs. Sinister. All right, this is Mrs. Sinister, okay? Like, look at that, dude. Like, look, he's got a little butt cheeks hanging out of her britches and stuff. Uh, I mean, he's a fantastic artist, guys. Like, I love Greg Land. I love when Jay Leeson's inking Greg Land. I don't necessarily like Greg Land as much when Jay doesn't ink him. I know that does sound crazy, but it's the truth. Uh, but we've got Reavers. We've got Banshee back. we got Mrs. Sinister. We've got Havoc, who's was a villain because the Red Skull fucked with his head. Now he's kind of like in the same shoes as Cap has where people are viewing him as a villain, but he's not anymore. So he's just trying to do the right thing and he's really fucking it up. And he actually has a moment at the Xavier School where he cusses <laughs> out a little kid because it's a rock slide. The, the dude who looks like rocks, he looks like rock slide. And he's like, yeah, but weren't you a villain like five minutes ago? And he's like, yeah, but I'm not anymore. And blah, blah, blah. We need to live up to Xavier's dream. He was like, yeah, but like, weren't you a super villain like 30 minutes ago? And now you're wanting us to join your team? Like he's being a total dick to ban or to Havoc. And Havoc's like, fuck you, mother. You know, like it's hilarious. So, and then Kitty Pride phases through the walls. Like, I need to talk to you and grabs him. So uh, it's really cool. So if you're, if you're looking for an X-Men book, Astonishing X-Men, this is a first issue of a bold new era. It says it on the cover even. This would be the book to get. This would be the book I would recommend. And let me tell you something. If you don't know shit about Greg Land's controversy, then who gives a fuck? You're gonna turn the page and go, oh, it's dope. Oh, she's hot. Come on, that's what we buy comic books for, right? Yeah, it is. So uh, I haven't reviewed, I can't review this book because I didn't read it all. But the four or five pages I got through, I really, really enjoyed it. So, guys, check it out. Um, Astonishing X-Men. This is 13, but it's the start of a new story arc. So, it would be a great place to jump on at. Um, with that, guys, I've got nothing else. If uh, you guys in the chat got anything for me, uh, that's cool. I'll hang out for a minute. But as far as the show goes, that's it. For all you guys listening on iTunes or Stitcher or Blog Talk or wherever your audio is, uh, I do a live show once a week. Um, you can get into the chat. You can you can ask me questions. You can comment. Um, a lot of times, the chat hasn't been as busy tonight, but they get into it. Like They will start to talk to each other and do other shit, and it's pretty cool. Let me see if I have another picture here. No, I don't. Uh, but yeah, guys, I really appreciate the support. Please check out podcastingwords.com. My wife did post the link in the, in the comments. Uh, you may have to create a login. It's really not that big of a deal, so I really appreciate it. Patreon.com forward slash Blazing Defender. I'm going to be putting some more stuff up for the Patreon. Um, what is a Patreon? I get that question asked all the time. This is how I describe Patreon. Patreon is... I'm playing my... 
spoons on the corner and I got my little spoon case kicked out on the on the side and you can drop a, a, a nickel in, in my spoon case because you like how I play the spoons. That's what a Patreon is. Your nickel will go in the spoon case on my Patreon account. It helps me buy more equipment. I'm really, really, really looking into, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, Jason, it's Xbox. Yeah, it's, uh, this is OneDrive app on Xbox and I put my comic book covers on it, and that way I can do I can do cool shit like that. Look, like watch. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Look, see, it makes me like a Jedi. Really cool, right? Uh, but yeah, so check Patreon out because I really, really want to be able to stream Twitch and Facebook Live on OBS. And I know you guys have seen the lag problems that I've had. Um, it's all from probably the rig that I'm running, even though I built it to game. Uh, the processor's probably just a little bit too slow for what I really want to accomplish. So, and all that takes cash, and it's cool. I'm gonna be here every week. As long as I'm buying comic books, I'm gonna be right here telling you guys what I liked and what I didn't like. Um, PS4, go home. I don't even know what PS4 is. It sounds like a like a drug in a, like a, a stage trial or some shit. Like, oh, did you take your PS4 today? Uh, no, my, my anal warts are gone. I don't need it. Uh, but no, I know a lot of people you play PlayStation and that that's cool. I've just always been an Xbox guy. I'm loyal. I'm loyal to the green and that's where I'm going to stay. Um, but yeah, guys, that's all I have. Really, really appreciate it. I hope you like this. Uh, like I said, it's only gonna be once a month and I'm really, really glad that we didn't catch a run because I really didn't wanna have to do that. So, um, but that's really cool you guys hung out with me. I really, really appreciate it. There's gonna be more. And please stay tuned for the Meatheads on Movies interview or uh, review of Ant-Man. We're going to do that live at the Zone Comic Shop. Uh, thank you, William. Really appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for joining the chat. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the input. I, I love it. I love it when guys that know comic books or are just interested in it, when they join the chat and they talk, and they talk to the other people in the chat and talk to me, it's fantastic. It's like my favorite part of podcasting is the interaction. Like, if I couldn't do the live video and talk to people and, and see the reactions and stuff, I probably wouldn't do it, to be honest, because I really didn't know that I would enjoy that as much as I do. But uh, I really appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot for tuning in uh, live at the firehouse. It's the first time I've done that. Uh, oh, great, Jason. Hey, man, thank you. Thank you so much. No, I appreciate that. Uh, you're settling into your, to, to your house. So you just bought a house. You're moving, uh, you moved, but uh, I didn't know that. So yeah, man, well, congratulations. Shit, man, that's that's big shit. That's, uh, you know, my wife's been in the same house for 20 years and I've been with her 12, so we've been in the same spot for a minute. Uh, but yeah, I know, it's a, I know it's a headache and it's stressful and whatever, dude, just I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I heard you bought a hot dog at the gas station. Hey. Do what you gotta do, brother. You know, you gotta save that ducket somehow. I understand. Uh, but no, guys, really appreciate the support. Always do, always will. Thanks so much. Podcasting Awards, guys, Patreon, check it all out. If you want to see more shows, past shows, Facebook uh, on the Blazing Defender page has all the videos. You can go to videos. YouTube, YouTube may be a couple videos behind, but I'll get that caught up for you. And check out Meatheads, Meatheads on Movies. All those videos are on YouTube and the Facebook page as well. Um, 
Oh, less than a week and a half. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, good luck with your move, dude. Like I said, that shit is super stressful. So, you know, every Friday at 6 or 7-ish, you can come right here. You can forget about all that shit, and we can nerd out about comic books and anything else you guys want to talk about. Guys, I'm going to get back to work. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate you tuning in. Hope you liked the show. Let me know what you thought about it, and I'll see you again this coming Friday. Guys, have a great weekend. Hope everybody had a great fourth. Hope everybody was safe. Have a great weekend. Be safe. And remember, guys, treat everyone like you would want to be treated. It would be a much better place, a much better world. Uh, don't worry about all this political shit. Just, just, just be nice. Be nice to your fellow man no matter what. Okay, guys, that's enough. See you guys later. Peace. Have a great weekend.